Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to uh, the next Malacha of the uh, Shimru program, the international program of Limod Hilcha Shabbos under the auspices of the uh, the Shabbos project. We thank Rabbi Brett and his partner for uh, organizing this tremendous Kiddush Hashem. And um, we are going to uh, learn to this morning, this afternoon, excuse me, uh, or for you, wherever you may be this evening, about the second malacha, the malacha of Chayresh. So interestingly, in the Mishnah Masech the Shabbos, when it talks about the various malachas, the first one is Zoyreya, and the uh, second one mentioned is Chayresh, which I know what you're thinking, it's sort of out of order because uh, everybody plows before they plant, and we're going to get to that. Now we know all the malachas are uh, modeled after uh activities that were needed to either build the Mishkan or upkeep the Mishkan, where was plowing needed for the Mishkan. So as we said by planting, that they had to plant uh, various um, herbs to produce dye, they also then had to plow the land to be able to plant the herbs to produce the dye. Now as we start with the uh, Malacha, we have to determine what is considered the Av Malacha, what is the Tolda. Now, the Av, Malacha, and the Toldos, they're both Doiraisa. The only difference is the Av is more similar to the manner with which it was um, performed in the Mishkan, and the Tolda are sort of uh, offshoots of that. And then, what are the Yisrael Drabanan? So, plowing. The Rambam writes in Mishnah Torah, Ilcha Shabbos, Perkhas Halacha Aleph, that if one plants a tiny bit, even part of a furrow, even a small little hole, in other words, one takes a little spoon or a mini spoon and they scoop out a groove to be able to loosen the soil, to put in a seed, that already is considered pl- uh, plowing. Now, says the Rambam, whether you plow, whether you dig, whether you make a furrow, these are all considered av malachos of charisha because you're, all of the above you are digging in the ground. However, says the Rambam, one who is menachesh, one who weeds around the roots of trees, one who is mekarsem, one who clips grass, one is mezoreid sarigim, one who prunes twigs, and you're doing this, to make the earth and the ground better, to improve the quality of the dirt, of the earth. This is a tolda derivative of harisha, and even a little bit, you are chayev. Likewise, one who evens out the field, which means, let's say you have a mound in the field, you have a bump in the field, and you flatten it. Or if you have a groove in the field, and you fill it in, these are all taldois of harisha, because you are improving the earth. Okay, now that we learned that improving the quality of the ground is considered a melacha of harisha, you're not allowed to do something which may lead you to smooth out the earth. Namely, the Gemara says one may not defecate in a field, on a plowed field on Shabbos, because we're afraid you may then smooth it over. Or, if let's say you have... Um, now, one thing to bear in mind regarding this malacha and many other malachas is back in the day, they didn't have wooden floors and uh, they didn't have uh, tiled floors. or uh, Their floors were dirt floors, they were earth floors. And therefore, there was a real concern lest somebody smooth out the ground. So therefore, if let's say somebody needs to clear out their storehouse because they have to make room, uh, they're inviting guests or they have to make a minion and they have, a, let's say in their storehouse, they're like a 500 barrels 
and they want to clear it out to make space. You're not allowed to clear out all of your barrels on Shabbos because you may then come to flatten out the ground. So what we tell you is, leave some of the barrels in the storehouse. This will remind you not to flatten out the ground. Another uh, activity which needs to be avoided so that you don't flatten the ground, if you have dirt on your feet, then you cannot scrape it off on the ground because by adding the dirt on of your shoe to the ground, you may be uh, enhancing the ground. Also, one may not spit on the ground and then rub it with your foot because these all may lead to smoothing out the ground. So basically, here we have it. The Av Malacha is plowing, digging, making a ditch. The Taldos are um, weeding or clipping grass or pruning twigs to... Uh, that to improve the quality of the ground, and the drabonons are those activities that may lead you to uh, smooth out the ground. So I know what you're thinking. This is what I'm going to be learning about today at 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a plower. I am a electrician, a doctor, or a lawyer. I'm a student. I'm not plowing. I don't even know what a plow is. I never saw a plow. How would this ever uh, be a practical malacha? So just to give you a few... Uh, Examples that we may speak about. Let's say you live in an area with an Erev and you're drinking, uh, you're drinking wine. And you say, you know, you, you didn't really like the wine. You want to dump the wine out in your garden. And we learned last week you can't dump water out in your garden. But what about something that may not enhance the growth of a plant because it's, uh, it could be detrimental to a plant. But on the other hand, we're going to learn that by causing the ground to become moist, you're softening the ground. That might be considered plowing or can you wear high heels on Shabbos no not for women okay <laughs> can a woman wear high so you say yeah that's uh, she's walking on the sidewalk what could be the problem well what if she's walking on grass can a woman walk with high heels on grass on Shabbos inevitably it will be puncturing the earth and kicking up a little bit of dirt is that considered plowing who could have thought Wearing high heels may be plowing. Or if a man walks with a cane and the cane has sort of a sharp tip and inevitably will be sinking into the earth and maybe kicking up a little bit of dirt, is that a problem? So this we're, all, we're going to examine all of the above. Now the Gemara Masech the Shabbos. Andaf Ayin Gimel Amid Beis questions the order of the Mishnah because the Mishnah says, HaZoyreyah one who plows and one one who plants and one who plows and the Gemara asks it's out of order because michti michrav karvi beresha you you sow first so and then you plow why would the Mishnah first list planting and then plowing and the Gemara gives a very interesting answer Tana beretz Yisrael kai the Tana lived in Israel Israel has very rough and rugged terrain it's very rocky. And there, it's not enough to plow before you plant. You plow before you plant to soften the ground, to loosen the soil, so that you could put the seed in. But then in Israel, you want to plow after you plant in order to cover the seeds. So you might think the secondary plowing is is prohibited, because that secondary plowing is not the main principle plowing for planting. The chidush is that any time you soften the ground, for, to facilitate the and to enhance the quality of the ground, that is plowing, whether it's before the planting or if it's after the planting. Now, 
Interestingly, Rashi, throughout Masech the Shabbos, whenever Rashi talks about the Malacha of plowing, Rashi consistently, and this is in your Maramakoimais, if you have them, in the source 2.1, 2, uh, 2.1, Rashi says that plow, plowing, digging, making furrows are all one. They all soften the ground. Rashi consistently mentions the fact that plowing's objective is to soften the ground. In fact, the Gemara in Shabbos and Ayin Gimel Mebeis says, if you water the uh, plants, you're chayyah for planting, because it helps, it facilitates the plants to grow. This says the Gemara, if you have a mound and you take it away, this is interesting, if it's in your house, that's considered building. If it's in the field and you flatten it, that's plowing. If you have a groove and you fill it in, in the field, it's pl- it's plowing. In the house, it's building. Now, Rashi says, why is it considered plowing when you take away uh, a mound? Rashi says, you're softening the ground. Again, Rashi consistently says that the essence of the malach of plowing is merape ara. And uh, Rashi also says that when you fill in a notch, that's plowing. Rashi says, Sheha Afar Shemila Havarafoy, because the earth that you fill it up with is soft and it's very good for planting. So Rashi consistently makes mention of the fact that the objective of plowing is to soften the ground. Now, where does Rashi get this from? Who told Rashi that the objective of plowing is to soften the ground? There's an interesting Gemara in Masechta Moed Katan Bezam and Bez. Now, pay attention. We mentioned this last week, but there's a very important point that we're going to see from this Gemara. The Gemara says, let's say you weed a field or you water a field on Shabbos. Right? We know you're not to water a field on Shabbos. What do we warn the person that he's going to be violating if he if he waters a field on Shabbos, so the Gemara brings the Machlekes Raba and Rabbi Yosef. Raba is of the opinion that we warn the person if you're going to water your field, you're going to violate plowing, Choyresh. Rabbi Yosef says you're going to be violating planting. Raba says I'm right. Just like plowing is Lerafuye Ara softens the ground, watering a field softens the ground. Rabbi Yosef says, no, I'm right. We warn him he's planting. Because just like when you plant, you are promoting growth. When you water, you're promoting growth. So Abaye says to Rabba, both you, Rabba, and Rabbi Yosef, you're both questionable. You, Rabba, who hold your plowing, you're questionable because you, you should have said you're also planting. And Rabbi Yosef, who says you're planting, is questionable because he should have said you're also plowing. In other words, the Gemara seems to say that if you take a cup of Poland Spring water, or New York City water, or Manchester water, or Forest Hills water, and you pour it on your field, or athlete water, and you pour it on your, fi- on your field, then... The Gemara seems to say you're violating two things. You're violating planting and you're violating plowing. You're violating planting because you're promoting growth and you're violating plowing because you're softening the ground. Interestingly, the Rambam writes that if you water a plant on Shabbos, it's only planting. 
However, the Mishnah Bura, and we learned it last week in Sin, Simon Shin Lamed Vav, seed, liquid, violation, Shin Lamed Vav, Sin Lamed Vav, that the Mishnah Bura is of the opinion if you water a field on Shabbos, you are both planting and plowing. Now, back to the essential malacha here. Rashi consistently learns that whenever you water a field, you're softening the ground. And Rashi seems to learn that the definition of plowing is softening the earth. Rashi says that consistently. On the other hand, the Rambam uses a little bit of a different terminology. The Rambam in Hilchah Shabbos, that we read a few times already, said, if you weed a field or you cut the, if you clip grass or you prune twigs, to improve the quality of the earth, of the ground. So listen, let's listen to the music a little bit. While Rashi learns that the definition of plowing is softening the ground, the Rambam doesn't use that language of softening the ground. The Rambam uses the terminology improving the quality of the ground. Not not softening the earth, but In fact, the Egletal explains that softening the ground is the prerequisite of Meleches Choresh and Rashi. You know the Egletal. Let me introduce you to the Egletal. One second. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave me. This is the Sefer Egletal. You know the Sefer Egletal? The Sefer Egletal was written by the Avnei Nezer, Rabbi Avram of Sachachav. Rabbi Avram of Sachachav was the Rebbe of the city of Sachachav. And he was a great uh, Rosh Hashiva. And towards the end of his life, um, he was not able to teach Talmidim the way he once did, and therefore he wrote Svarim in order to influence his Talmidim that way. By the way, the Egletal's son was the Shem Yishmuel. My great-grandfather was the last Rav of the city of Sachachav. He was the Rav of Sachachav, uh, the, the Avneneza and the Shemshu were the Rebbes of Sachachav, but they were a great Poiskim. And the Avneneza has a Sefer on Hilcha Shabbos called Egletal, and it's, it's based on the, the Lamates Malachis. And the Egletal writes that from the music of Rashi, from the terminology of Rashi, the Rashi says it softens the ground, that indicates that that's the prerequisite of the malacha. It has to be an activity that softens the ground. While the Rambam is of the opinion that any activity that improves the field is is plowing. In fact, on our wonderful booklet over here, it quotes the Archai Shabbos, who says that there is a fundamental machlokes as to the essence of what plowing is. Rashi learns the essence of plowing is softening the ground. And the Ramam is of the opinion the essence of plowing is improving the quality of the earth. I would humbly suggest that they don't argue at all. Uh, and I'll explain what I mean. But first let's begin with the question of the beer halacha. Rabbi, what about hydroponics today? If you put uh, like a sea in water, it's not the ground, you're not softening anything. Well, there's definitely planting involved in hydroponics, but... Yeah, you know. yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't be Koresh. There's no Koresh, right? Okay, maybe we'll discuss that. It, it, w- it would seem that, that it w- they would not allow for that possibility. Now, the Bir Halach has the following question. 
as the Bir Halacha in Simen Shin Lamed Vav, in Sif Katan Gimel, says the Bir Halacha the following question. We learned last week that even though you're not to water a field on Shabbos, but you one would be allowed to urinate on grass on Shabbos, or pour any other liquid that does not promote growth on the on the earth on Shabbos, because in no way are you enhancing a plant. In other words, meraglayim urine would not promote growth of any grass. One would be permitted to urinate on grass on Shabbos. Ask the bir halacha, since I am of the opinion that pouring liquid on earth on Shabbos could possibly violate two prohibitions. Number one, planting, you're, you're enhancing growth of plants. But number two, plowing, whenever you water the earth, you soften the ground. Asks the Chafetz Chaim in the Bir Halacha, why does the Shulchan Aruch say that you're allowed to urinate on grass on Shabbos? I understand you're not planting because you're not enhancing the growth of the plant, but it should be plowing, it should be harisha, because you're softening the ground. In other words, you're not promoting the growth of the ground, but you are softening the ground. I would say that this question is specifically a question on Rashi. According to Rashi, that the very definition of plowing is softening the ground, why would the Shulchan Aruch say that you're allowed to urinate on grass on Shabbos? Bishlama, I could understand according to the Rambam that the definition maybe of plowing is you're enhancing the quality of the ground. Are you enhancing the quality of the ground? You could still make the case. Yes, you are. You're softening the ground, so you are rendering it more fertile and thus better suited for planting in general. But the question of the Bir Halacha is that since the definition of plowing is softening the ground, which you are doing when you urinate on the ground on Shabbos, why does the Shulchan Aruch say that it is permitted to uh, be mashed in on the earth on Shabbos? Now, Rev Karp in the Hilchos Shabbos B'Shabbos, Perak Lamed Vav. In a footnote, Oisiotes, uh, he wants to say in general that if you just do netilas yodayim on the grass on Shabbos, which that you're not allowed to do because it's promoting growth, or it is the opinion of carp that maybe you're violating planting, but it's not enough water to really soften the ground to violate, to, for it to be rendered plowing. I mean, if you wash your hands with a little bit of water, are you really, really softening the earth? and making it more suitable for planting, I would argue, what difference does it make? Yes, you are. The Rambam says, one who plows, even kol shahu, even the slightest amount, is, is violating plowing. So what? It's a small quantity of water. But Rav Karp says, if it's such a small quantity of water, that's not really rendering the ground, uh, so you're not really softening the ground. Now I have to say, I'm always partial to uh, the Mishnah Brura and the Chavetz Chaim. In uh, the yeshiva that I learned in, the Chavetz Chaim is uh, the final word uh, in uh, all matters of halacha. But just logically, it would seem to me that it should not matter that you're only using a little bit of water because one would violate plowing even with uh, even uh, the slightest amount. So let me share with you the answer of the Bir Halacha. The Bir Halacha answers, he says, V'shemo yesh that maybe it's only considered plowing if it's beneficial to the plant. But if it's detrimental to the plant, 
and it's Makalkel the plant, maybe the ground is not uh, enhanced at all. So to me, these words of the Be'er Halacha are saying blatantly that he argues with the Egleital. And the way we sort of set up the Machloikas Rashi and the Rambam. We sort of set it up that Rashi holds the definition of plowing is softening the ground. And the Rambam holds the definition of plowing is improving the quality of the ground. I believe the Bir Halacha disagrees with that. And in his opinion, Rashi and the Rambam both agree. They both agree that the definition of the Malacha of plowing is softening the ground. And they both agree the objective of softening the ground has to be to improve the quality of the ground. I believe the Biralacha is saying Rashi and the Rambam don't argue. Rashi holds the essence of plowing. How do you define the Malacha? You define the Malacha as an act that softens the ground. The Rambam is telling you, and what is the objective of softening the ground? The objective is to enhance the quality of the ground. Now, says the Biralacha, it could be that a liquid that is detrimental to a plant also is not considered beneficial to the earth. We would have said, maybe you could be beneficial to the earth, and yet detrimental to the plant. So the Bira Allah is saying, if somebody is mashed and someone urinates on the earth, maybe he's softening the ground. But since it's detrimental to the growth and the plant, therefore it is not halachically rendered... It is not halakhically considered beneficial to the ground. If it's detrimental to the plant life, it's not considered beneficial to the um, to the earth. The Chazonish gives a little bit of a different answer. It's uh, actually quite subtle. And that is, it's only considered plowing when the liquid mixes with the earth. However, if it's a substance that is detrimental to the growth, that's not a typical way to plow. Okay, let's try to get uh, briefly into some of the halacha of plowing for all you farmers out there. Or um, you thought that uh, this is not something that is uh, quite common. Can a woman walk in high heels on Shabbos? Again, if she wants to uh, put her stability in jeopardy. So on the sidewalk, obviously, is not a problem. The question is, can she do it in the grass? So... There's another interesting shayla. Can a person walk with a cane on Shabbos on the earth? After all, every you know every step you take, the cane is going to be, so to speak, digging a little bit into the earth. You're softening the earth in that spot. We mentioned the Rambam holds. E, plowing even kosho, even the slightest bit, is considered an issue. So there's a very interesting beer halacha in Simon Shin Aleph. Now, I know you've been waiting. What is Rabbi Gladstein going to come up with for the simon on plowing? First of all, what simon in Shulchan Aruch is that? Eh, it's very hard to find a simon. The closest you're going to find is Shin Lamed Zion. Simon Shin Lamed Zion talks about sweeping a house, washing the floors, things you may do um, to that things that may lead to you smoothing out the ground, and then it hit me this week. This week was the easiest one. Shin Lamazayin. You know what Shin? You know how you can remember Shin Lamazayin. Soil loosening zahiros. How do you like that one? 
soil loosening zahiros. So you say you can't mix English and Hebrew together in the mnemonic. It's not true. It's a halacha that in mnemonics you are allowed to mix English and Hebrew together. So this way you won't forget. You want to know where to find the laws of plowing? Shin, Lamed, Zayin. Soil, soil, loosening, Zahiras. Avada, there's a gematria, But not everything is for public consumption. So let's talk about, um, back to the beer halacha. You have an elderly person. And they want to walk on the soil with the aid of a cane. And it's inevitable that, um, well, one second, what was the question? A folding chair on the grass and, and pulling it? We'll talk about that. So you're going to walk with a cane. It's inevitable that the cane will gouge out the soil. So the Be'alach and Simon Shin Aleph Sif Zayin says that it's a suffix. What's the suffix? It's inevitable but you have no interest in creating a hole in the ground. What do we call that in halacha? Psik reisha deloi nichale. An inevitable consequence that you're not happy about. Normally, a psik reisha deloi nichale with no other factors, we will not be lenient. However, the Bir Halacha quotes the primagodim that a, an elderly person can walk with a cane on Shabbos. Even though it's inevitable, he's making holes in the ground. And the primagodim says, number one... It's mekalkel. Since you don't want the holes in the ground, it's ruining the ground. The, the, nobody's going to say, oh, you're a farmer and the, the, somebody's going to be following you dropping seeds in your cane holes. No, you're ruining the ground. It doesn't look good. You don't want it. If you don't want it in this scenario, it's mekalkel. Secondly, it's kelacharyat. It's a very unusual way to soften ground. And therefore the Bir Alacha says, you could, you could walk on the earth with a cane, even though it's going to make marks. And likewise, Rabbi Riviat and his Sefer says that a woman would be allowed to walk uh, with high heels on the earth because of the same reason it is Psikresha Doloi Nichale, it's Kelacharyad, and it's Makalka. Now, somebody asked whether you could drag a bench. What about putting a folding chair on grass and sitting on it? I would say the same thing. Even if it's inevitable, so to speak, that it will be, you know, digging into the ground a little bit. Nevertheless, it's loy nichale. You don't want holes in your backyard. Number two, it's not a usual way to plow. And it's makalkal, so that would be permitted. Here's a very interesting shaila. And that is, one, um, the halacha is that on a dirt floor, you're now to sweep the floor on Shabbos because you might come to smooth out the ground. Now we mentioned in a house, smoothing out the ground is not plowing, it's building. But by the same token, if you have a dirt backyard, you can't sweep it either, because that is plowing. Let's say you have a back porch, and your back porch got a little dirty with soil, with, with sand, and you want to sweep it off into the, back, into the grass. That's a big no-no. That's plowing. That is literally putting extra layer of dirt onto your grass. That is not permitted. That is plowing on Shabbos. Furthermore, is one allowed to play ball on Shabbos? Now, obviously, I'm above and beyond the fact that this is not a uh, Shabbos activity, which is certainly true. Um, Shabbos was not meant to be a day for 
ball playing. But let's say for children who are young and they're going to be running around. So there shouldn't be any prohibition of playing frisbee, let's say. Again, I'm not discussing whether this is a Shabbos Dika activity or it's within the spirit of the law, so to speak. But let's talk about it purely in the context of plowing. So to throw a frisbee, what's the problem? To throw a football, now I know this is an international crowd. When I say football, I mean American football, NFL, okay? Not soccer. And and I know, yeah, there's more soccer in the world than NFL, but if you come to America, the real Kador Regal is NFL, okay? So to throw a football one to another, that's not a problem. But to play ball where the ball is rolling on the ground, there is a chashash. The Mishnah Brura writes in Simen Shinches, Sivkatan Kuf Nun Ches. The Mishnah Brura says that one cannot play ball where the ball is rolling on the ground. So to play uh, soccer, you know what Americans call soccer, or gaga, where the ball is rolling on the ground, that is a full-fledged Isser Drabanan that an adult cannot do. A child over the age of Chinuch, you need to train them not to do it. The Mishnah Brua does say that this may fall into the category of Mutav Sheyu Shoyg again Mazidin. This may be in the category of the type of thing that people may not listen to you if you tell them that that they can't do it. But for those who are trying to learn Helcha Shabbos in the ideal sense, to play any game where you're rolling the ball on the dirt, that would... Uh, that would be a problem of an Isser Durabanon of um, you cannot sweep your dirt outside and you cannot play a game where the item is being rolled on the dirt. Again, in indoors, to roll a ball on the floor is permitted and the reason it's permitted is because since nowadays most floors are covered, whether it's wood, carpet, tile, so the Chachamim we're not, did not make this gazera for indoors, but outdoors, rolling a ball on the floor on Shabbos is an issue. Okay, that will uh, cover it for Harisha for today. Thank you everybody for joining. I want to remind everyone that this shear is available on uh, TorahAnyTime.com. It will be available on podcast on all the, uh, the venues. It's also available on, on Shas Illuminated. Thank you everybody for coming. If anybody has any questions, um, we'll take for a few moments. And uh, wish everybody a when wonderful Shabbos. What? When you roll the ball across the ground, are you plowing? No, you're, uh, the answer is good question. You're not doing anything, but we're afraid it may lead to flattening the ground. So the Rabbanon said, don't roll the ball on the earth because it may lead to flattening the ground. What's about the issue of Kavana? We didn't, you know, if. if uh, like in, a, in camps, a lot of times they have the washing stations outside. And there could be dirt underneath. And the, the kids wash until she die in the water. It was on the ground. There may be some weeds there or, I don't know, something else. But their kavana surely is not to right. either scoop in the ground or to plow. And if anything happens, and it, you know, it's, it's probably a psigratia. It's below Nihale for sure. Right. So, so um, between this week and last week, what are the issues? If there is something growing there, it could be planting. Otherwise, it could be plowing. So it is an issue to draw to to do netilas yadayim straight into the dirt, water into the dirt. In other words, 
you're you're somewhere is a dirt parking lot. You want to wash Natilas Yodayim on Shabbos into a dirt parking lot. So let's say there's no growing, nothing's growing there. It's not planting. But according to what we're learning today, it's plowing. And it would be a problem to wash. Unless Rav Karp has a svara, it's not enough water to really to be considered softening the ground. But I don't believe that that is um, enough of an acceptable svara. To wash, to wash your hands directly into the dirt would be plowing. Now, if you're going to wash your hands onto a back porch... And then it's gonna like, so to speak, stream down and eventually end in the dirt. That we said is permitted because that's psikresha, like you said, it's loinichale. And it's called kayach sheni. It's not direct. But directly onto the grass is planting. Directly onto the dirt would be, uh, plowing. So, so the issue of plowing doesn't really entail any kavano or any possibility that you're really no. not going to plant anything subsequently. The answer is that the kavano is not important if you're pouring the water directly on the ground because it's inevitable. But I'll show you where kavano does so, make so a difference. plowing doesn't require planting. In other words, plowing in and of itself, even though there's no question that nothing, there's no seed going to be planted, you're not going to do anything with that ground. But technically, but the technically, the the technically, yeah, right, because you could plant, you technically could plant. Now, what's interesting is, uh, the classic case uh, is that's discussed is dragging a bench in dirt, right? So there, we say like this, if it's a heavy bench, and you're definitely going to make a groove, so then you know how to do it, even though you're not intending to plant, but it's inevitable. But if it's not such a heavy bench, and it's like a questionable whether it will make a ditch, then that's called Dovar Shein Meskavein. Since it's not inevitable, then we say, since it's not your Kavona, it's permitted. Okay, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Call to have a good Shabbos.